It's the 10 to 1 Podcast with your host, Brad Ullman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Laux. And here's the podcast. Yeah. In the new 10 to 1 podcast studios here in Ben's basement. We're back in the fully insulated <laughs> basement of Ben's house. It yes. is with a very haunted introduction. It's getting more and more haunted every time, and I'm here for it. Yeah, it has to be. And then you turned into a, ra- a wrestling announcer when you introduced Nate, and I'm here for that too. <laughs> yeah. It does. I, I, I like when do I get and to be now, a, Nate Lokes. And when do I get to be like a regular player instead of a feature player? <laughs> <laughs> Two or three years. Yeah, yeah, it, was, it is featuring. I know. Yeah, I don't. You, I'm a little upset by it, but I mean, I'm, I'm not mad anymore. Well, I've gotten so, over that. Well, because like the host has to be first in this format. The okay. host can't be last, like on SNL. Yep. And so the host is like the cast member spot. Yeah, and yeah. And you guys are, are like are just my buddies. We're just here. like whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm just I'm Luke Null. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. You want to be Brooks Whelan? Yeah. You're kind of tall. I am kind of. I mean, I'm six five. So I mean, guys, I'm welcome back. Welcome back. What a weird. It's uh, weird because people might think we've seen each other, but we haven't we even haven't seen each other. Much, yeah. so. I had COVID over Christmas. Yeah. My girlfriend just got it. You got it just like the rest of the cast did when Paul Rudd hosted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got it from Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Uh, his gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous eyes. He just gets better looking he all does. the time. I don't, like we can make line. this about Paul Rudd if we want because I am here for talking about Paul Rudd and how beautiful he it's is. It's the 10 to Rudd podcast. <laughs> 10 to Rudd. Uh, so oh. it was good, though. It was good to have a. Uh, uh, it was good to have the show back, but it was good to also have an audience back, right? Because that, that Christmas episode was a little odd, but I, I still love that they did it. It shows you that the audience does matter as far as Absolutely. having that live show, I mean, for sure. And there were some things that happened over the break, right? Some some staffing changes, these mm-hmm. kind of things that mm-hmm. I, I did take Daryl Hammond on. had emergency surgery. That's yeah, true. I, I, you know, I'm, this is embarrassing, but I didn't even keep up with that. What happened to him? Do you, do you, he just, he had you know? uh, some sort of blockage, and they had to do emergency surgery. And there was talk that he might have had a mini stroke, and oh. maybe, but he tweeted that he was all fine. And I thought that maybe he wouldn't come back for to host uh, the, or sorry, to do the announcements for the Saturday. But it was him. It was him. Was so, it him doing it live? It was him doing it. Well, I mean, that was well, the. I saw. I don't think he does them live anyway. Does he? No, he does. No, he, he does doesn't. do it live. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay. Would they ever change it out? I mean, I don't know. Well, not change it out, but like, if he wasn't able to, like, couldn't they just use a previous recording if they really wanted to? Oh, I mean, I, obviously I, not for the host. I but. heard him say the host in musical. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe then. Yeah. There you go. So but yeah, it didn't. It sounded like him. So we're gonna say yeah, it was him. So we did have uh, Allison Gates and Streeter Seidel were promoted head writers, which mm-hmm. again, Streeter's a. I and Allison are remember writers. watching videos on CollegeHumor.com in college, and Streeter Seidel was the writer on that site. No way. That's awesome to see his rise all the way here. I mean, it obviously took twenty years, but th- that's what it takes. Awesome though. Good for him. Good for you, Streeter. Yeah, Anna Dresden left uh, the show at the break here, and she's going to. Maybe you know a little bit more about this, Brad. Uh, she's going to do a show. I can't remember on the network. Uh, Freeform. She's doing an animated show. I don't know if you read any more. Oh, about gotcha. that. No, I didn't look into what her project yeah, was. No. It's uh, called uh, Praise PD, and it'll be an animated show that has Annie Murphy from Schitt's Creek. Oh, cool. Um, John Cho and Christine Baranski. Um, and it's executive produced by Mike Judge, uh, Mike Judge, and Greg Daniels. So that's a oh, cool. that's a pretty, that's pretty powerful good, team. Yeah. good pedigree right there. Yeah, that's some pretty powerful stuff. Okay. And then Allison Gates obviously joined the writing staff in 2018. If you guys don't know that, Streeter Seidel has been a writer since 2014, and they're now head writers. So the the chitter chatter on the interneters was that uh, this is the way that maybe they are going to go about go about trying to get the next weekend update people because Joe's 
was a head writer and then became. Is the idea that uh, Joe is leaving? Yeah, that this might be his last year, and then these guys are but, getting but, promoted because then. But Joe was a cast member before he was brought on to. He was a writer. I don't think he was ever on the cast. Wasn't he? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Colin, in my, uh, Colin Jost was not a cast member. He was a writer. Colin Jost was a, a writing supervisor from 2009 to 2012, co-head writer from 2012 to 2015, uh, and then he wasn't for a couple of years, came back to do it in 2017. In the summer hiatus between 2020, 2012 and 2013, uh, Lauren Michaels asked him if he could do Weekend Update uh, when Seth Meyers was getting ready to leave, and then he replaced him on March 1st, 2014. So, yeah, he only became a cast member when he took over Weekend Update. Did you want to apologize to me now? or That is a that is a big error that you've just made, and Ben was right about. Uh, I hate it when that happens. I really do. Come I'm, on. I'm allowed to be right. So I just want to confirm here on the podcast that we – Learn this information ourselves. We figured it out. Nobody told us, and uh, that's how the podcast works. Yep, yep. Hey, another big ma- major change. Uh, Don Roy King, who has directed the show since his 32nd season, uh, retired after the ninth episode, hosted by Paul Rudd, and uh, he was succeeded by Liz Patrick, a longtime director of the Ellen DeGeneres show. Mm-hmm. So Don Roy King, if you're familiar with SNL stuff. Emmy-winning director. Big deal, yeah. yeah. He, he He's directed, they say, more live television than anyone in history. If like, you go uh, look on YouTube, actually, and just look up Don Roy King and SNL, and you'll find a couple cool featurettes of him like talking about the job and what it entails and how basically you get a really good look at how SNL works behind the scenes and the control room and everything. It's really cool. Yeah, and this guy's 74 years old. I mean, he's been around, right? He's, he's been around Legend. with a lot of TV changes and stuff like that. So it's a it's a big loss for SNL, but also what what a, an amazing career. So yeah. kudos to him. Yeah, and this, so this episode was just so piss poorly directed. Wow. I just want to point the direction. Out the gate, they're, they're terrible. Is that, is that, I'm joking. Is that your <laughs> hatred towards the Ellen DeGeneres show coming out? <laughs> yeah, or exactly. What? Screw you, Ellen, I know well, you listen. Well, I think that's all the updates for SNL News. Yeah. I know, that was a lot. But again, I wanted to make yeah. sure we pointed those out. And that's a good transition to talk about the new episode. Season uh, 47, yeah. Yeah, here we are, back for the, the mid-season return. Episode 42. Episode 10. Episode 10, I was close. close. I was close. close though. Episode 10. Yeah, episode 10 of season 47, hosted by Ariana DeBose, uh, who can be seen in Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story in Which theaters Which you've seen right and loved, now. right? I have seen. It is fantastic. She is uh, in outstanding in it as well. And uh, so, yeah, she's the host with uh, musical guest Bleachers. It was supposed to be Roddy Rich, but Roddy Rich got the old COVID and couldn't do the show. So they swapped him out last minute and brought in the Bleachers. Uh, I know Ariana DeBose from Schmigadoon. Did you guys watch Schmigadoon? I haven't watched Schmigadoon yet. Two episodes, and I really liked it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, she was in there. And she was also the bullet from Hamilton. Uh, in the original <laughs> cast development of Hamilton. She that sounds bullet. like a joke, but... No, no, no it's really true. Uh, so she's... Uh, obviously, she sang a lot. She's got a Broadway kind of uh, pedigree, so she she was fine. She does. So, and, so the episode kicked off with a cold open with a uh, a Joe Biden press conference with James Austin Johnson. Which will be forgettable, gettable, gettable. I mean, you'll, these aren't things people will talk about. Here's it's the thing. not good. This, and on top of that, this was a seven-minute sketch. And, Come on! And it did not need to be a seven-minute sketch. For, I was already, like... When I was doing my review for SlashFilm.com, I... Uh, 
humble brand. I know. I was. I I thought to myself, like, first of all, the sketch was already subpar. And then when I le- went to look at it, I was like, oh my god, the sketch was seven minutes yeah. long. Yeah. It, this it was is too the much. reason there was only one guest on Weekend Update, and that makes me want to kill myself. Yeah, it was far too long. And like, I will say, James Austin Johnson's Joe Biden is my favorite Joe Biden so far. I really do like his Joe Biden. I don't know. I, I think Jason Sudeikis is still my favorite because there's there's like this like certain charm that he brings to it where he's he feels more like a cool uncle, whereas James Austin Johnson's version feels more like a like a laid back grandfather. And some of that is because we have an older Joe Biden yeah, now say, yep. than we did back when Jason Sudeikis was doing yeah, it. It's a exactly. different man now. But he, I mean, he's not much different. Let's be honest. Joe Biden is ninety nine years old, so I think he's like yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so I so first of all, the premise of this sketch. Is for the most part the fact that Spider-Man. yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home caused the Omicron surge, and like for me immediately, I was like, okay, this isn't that funny of a premise because this is something that like people on Twitter were already joking about in like the film Twitter circle of like, wow, as many people are going to see Spider-Man, this is why Omicron is going to surge, you know, and so it's it was already something that was brought up. The only part that I think almost saved it, and it would have worked better if the sketch had just cut the entire first half out was quickly more quickly getting into the multiverse stuff because the yep. multiverse stuff was funny and it was an interesting approach to that. But did you like the Pete Davidson stuff? I didn't think the Pete Davidson so, stuff was great. It didn't work as well as I wanted it to, but uh, but conceptually yeah, I appreciate yeah, yeah. it. It had more. the potential to work. But if they went to the multiverse stuff, they, they've already done that. What do you with, mean? With Joe Biden, Jason Sudeikis. Oh, no, no. I mean, yeah. they've, they've di- So that's why I'm like, why do this sketch at all? Yeah. Well, I think the one that they did this time got more Marvel sure. nonsensical, sure. which is which is where like the funnier part is. That's, that's fair. But yeah, but the potential was there. Didn't work out. I did like, though, the idea that, you know, obviously we're all struggling with uh, handling COVID-19. And that you know you're exasperated enough to say like, well, what 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 does it say now? Just stop seeing Spider Man. I mean, like the the exasperation of like, I don't know what else to tell you. Just stop going to yeah. see Spider Man. Everyone's seen it eight times, right? Um, that's a funny one line joke. You that's, can't you a, cannot a, build a, weekend, a sketch on that it's premise. A yeah. update joke yep. that yep. they made into a seven minute opener. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, and that that sketch was actually written by Michael Che and Colin Joe. So again, coming back to your weekend update, Oof. maybe it was a weekend update. <laughs> yeah, a joke that got got put out there. Fair enough. Uh, I, I actually so and we'll I talk- also didn't love Ariana Debose, who I we'll, we'll talk about her. I love her. I didn't think she really added much to. Oh no, 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 no. This wasn't yeah, in her so sketch. She I, was in the. You're confusing. Because again, getting, though, it is it is confusing because they did well, so two. It's inter- funny you brought it up because when I saw the other sketch you're talking about that we'll get to later yeah. in the show, the Eric Adams press conference for New York City's mayor, I actually thought that should have been the cold yes, open because it's yes. funnier and it was better. But I think that New York's like more because that's more even though New York is a big deal and does make national headlines a lot, that's much more local than the yeah, Biden stuff. Absolutely. So like it doesn't have as broad of an appeal. Not everyone's going to know what an Eric right. Adams sounds like. But yeah, no, I I got those two very much confused yeah. because uh, you don't see in one episode of SNL two inter you know kind of press conference like you know at least uh, not both so closely tied to politics. And exactly, stuff. Yeah. exactly. So yeah, uh, I didn't love that sketch, but we'll move on to the next uh, monologue again. Ariana DeBose, what'd you guys think? She's so nervous right off the bat. She says 2020 instead of 2020. Her laugh. But, her I, laugh. but I love- No, no, that was- oh, Let me finish. Oh, boy. She, nope, nope, you're she done. She comes right you're out done, and Brad. she stumbles over it. She says 2020. The audience laughs at it. And then she recovers with that adorable laugh that she did right off the bat because she knows she kind of made a mistake. And then it goes better from there. But she was so nervous just to come out there. Yeah, but, but she didn't really make a mistake. It was just the timing that didn't work on so the you show. you think it was supposed to be 2020? Yeah, that's the joke. Because we're repeating 2020. 
Are you sure? Yeah. yeah. See, this is what I couldn't. No, I, that's, no, you no. say that I couldn't mm. tell. I couldn't no. tell. No, that, and that, that's what I think the mistake is. I don't think that she did inf- the inflection right enough to make it sound like a joke, and it sounded like a mistake. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And then that, then that so could be. Here's here's my evidence to why I don't think that's correct. Be- I think she stumbled over it because she said it's 2020, and I just came out in West Side Story. So she, it was right after that she said she was just in West Side mm. Story. So that's why I'm like, no. Nah, she meant to say 2020. It was a joke and it was funny. You think Moving she just, on. She, you think she just missed the punchline of that? Like she missed the, the that's telling what, that's of the what joke. I, that's what I felt like. The way, the way she reacted was that she just, and she just well, like glossed over guys, it. Guys, leave it in the comments. Leave it in the comments. <laughs> Email us. Let we us know what comments you think. Like. Yeah, stop it. All right. <laughs> Let people try to find. Yeah, <laughs> let people try to find the comments. No, you think on Facebook when we post this freaking episode, they can leave it in the goddamn comments. What's wrong with you? Okay, leave it in the comments. This, this might seem weird, but I really love that most of the episodes this year, the hosts seem like they're having fun, and she did seem like she was oh, having fun. Oh sure. Uh, I, I really loved that. Um, uh, you know, again, sh- she was charismatic. She, you could tell she could probably, you know. I think she's going to be a big deal eventually. I really do because she's just so charismatic. She's so dang likable. Um, yeah, she, she looked had, like she was having fun. Yeah, she had a, like, a lot of energy. She had uh, showed plenty of versatility, plenty of charisma to spare. Um, it just very charming, you know. And like, and this monologue was in itself charming too. It was just kind of a cute thing of her and Kate doing some songs together. And Kate, even though be, being very animated in a theatrically funny kind of way, also showed off that she has some solid pipes too, you know. You just, I loved that it was that to start the show for the host because Kate McKinnon can make anybody's nerves go away. That's what I thought. She it was, was kind of so like silly, kind of like the Billy yeah. Eilish thing, right? Let, let, let me show you that it's okay to be silly and over the top, even over the because like yeah. I, I bet you in dress she wasn't even that silly. Yeah, yeah. So she went crazy, spun around a chair, did all that stuff, and it, it kind of puts you at ease when you watch that and you're part of it. So I think that that probably helped her for the rest of the episode. You you won't out silly Kate McKinnon, no, right? So no. just have fun with it. It yeah. was great. Yeah, I, I did know. I loved the. Also, I was talking to Nate uh, before the show, and I said I'd, I'm not a really big uh, Broadway guy. I didn't realize all of those songs were from West Side Story, and I like a lot of those songs. So now I'm going to see West Side Story. Wow, <laughs> that was the only reason why he's going to see West Side Story. So not that Steven Spielberg directed, not because it's a. Uh, he's Senor Spielbergo. Yep, he's fine. I only I call him that, guys. It's fine. All right, next sketch, uh, first sketch after the monologue was NBA on TNT. Now, Benjamin Conowitz, yes. you are a former basketball player. I think you <laughs> did score two points in one season your junior year. I did. I did. Um, How close did you get to the pros? Oh, uh, about five miles. <laughs> about five miles. And then your car broke down yep. and you didn't so get to the you, game. You do like the NBA, though. No, you I do. am a big NBA fan, you, and I watch in, inside the NBA. Okay, so what did you think of this sketch? Uh, right off the bat, when they just cut to Bowen Yang as Yao Ming, I laughed. I mean, I laughed hard. It was so it good. was so good. Well, and that that and they did vocal the manipulation. Voice. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and then you can't go wrong with Keenan Thompson's Charles Barkley. You just can't. So then, when he says something as stupid as "I saw the man eat a whole pumpkin," yep. like that's just funny. I yep. don't care who you are. So I was from then. I'm I'm on board. Right. So that was fun. They didn't do a ton with it, but it was still really fun. And can you say this for sure? Because I. I could not tell that the Ernie Johnson wasn't really Ernie Johnson. He does a good Ernie Alex Johnson. Alex Moffat does an incredible Ernie Johnson. That, so. that was really great. I, I only wish they could have found a way to incorporate Shaq somehow. Yep. But, man, that was it was really, really well done. Keenan and Bowen's chemistry was great. What what did you think of the sketch? Yeah, I mean, I'm, so I'm not a sports guy, but, but like this is the kind of sketch that works on for anybody, even if you're not a sports guy. 
uh, using the concept of like having the replacement players and being <laughs> just just terrible and then plucking. Mikey Daisy, uh, how, how tall are you? Yeah. Five seven. <laughs> okay, no, that makes sense. And then uh, you know, plucking Ariana DeBose out of the crowd yeah. to play. <laughs> and she's like, "Go sax, go sax." Yeah. Like that's not what you call the Sacramento Kings. Nobody yeah. says sax. Yeah. It was yeah. so well written. I really loved it. And I also love Chris Rez. Uh, well, what they're gonna need is some kind of Space Jam like my magic shoe situation. Yeah, uh, it, was no, it was very. It was good. a really good sketch. I, yep. I liked it a lot. And like uh, the also. The going back to Yao Ming too with the big, the big fake hand, hand yep. and just petting. And he touches him on the head <laughs> yeah. and he's not on the not the head it's man. So good. Yeah. And again, uh, so uh, good. the the Bon Yang Keenan, they were having so much fun in it, which it just that kind of stuff kind of comes through the screen, I think, a little bit. Yeah. So I really, yeah. I really, enjoyed I appreciated that. the hell out of that sketch. And then the next was the pre-tape Urkel reboot, uh, by, written by Mikey Day and Streeter Seidel. Brad, what'd you think? Oh, gosh, I love this sketch so much. It was. Um, did I, I do that? Yeah, and, God so, damn, and that's the thing creepy. is, I was expecting, you know, it to be a family matters reveal, but it's executed so well that like it's still hilarious, and I was so caught up in it that I wasn't even waiting for the did I do that line. And so when it came, I lost it. Oh I, my god, I lost it when uh, he broke the guy's arm in the interrogation room. Like that got really <laughs> gritty, and I'm like, when did, did Carl Winslow just break his <laughs> arm? It was that really got me off guard. And I, I laughed really hard. Yeah, it was. This was so well done. It, it was absolutely hilarious and just just perfectly parodied that that Bel Air trailer. It, I mean, I was a little sad that I didn't get to see a little bit of Stefan. If you guys have watched Family yeah. Matters, but again. Brilliantly done, brilliantly shot. It Reminded was really well, well shot. Of the Oscar the Grouch well. parody. Yep. Yeah, you know a lot of that. But have you guys clever. watched the Fresh New Fresh Prince? Uh, no, yet? I didn't even know it was a thing. But that's a real. No, it yeah. really is real. Yep. Yeah. And is it being lauded at all? Or I, is, is the is, I don't know, Mister Slash Film. What I, do you? I mean, he's not Slash Television. So is there is there an episode out yet? I think so. I, don't, I, I wasn't aware that it was out yet, so I want. I don't know this, but we'll, we'll, uh, please, please the, write in the comments. Since the trailer just came out, I don't <laughs> think it. I don't think it is out. Dropping twenty twenty four. No, I think Bel-Air. it is out. I is think it? it's out on Peacock. Well, well, you know what? You guys can be the judge. All right. <laughs> All right. No, I thought it was well. I thought it was, you know one of the best of the night. Really, really well done pre-tape. The next was a winter formal written by Martin Hurley, John Higgins, Ben Marshall, and Sarah Sherman. Sarah oh. Sherman also acted in it. Ben, what did you think? This is a 10 to 1 that came early. As somebody that has a little bit of swamp ass yourself. (laughs) I told you that in private. (laughs) I don't think this is a 10 to 1 that came early. I think think that's much more like a 10 to 1 with two people talking direct to camera about their local shop and and it gets weird that's normally reserved for Kate McKinnon and yeah. they do that kind of stuff at the 10 to 1. Obviously, I'm not saying that it was wacky enough to be. Right, I'm saying I, the, yeah. the setup and the conceit yeah, of it. Yeah. The hotel ske- sketch yeah. That, yeah. So I'm fine with it though. I mean it was it was clever enough. Um when they zoomed into Ellis, uh, uh, Andrew Dismick's mouth and it was just all covered so in whatever, weird. it was creepy and I liked it. I, I love Do you guys sketch. know people like that that always have like crusties it's in the, there? I had a college professor like that. And, and it I, was, don't, I don't understand that. Oh, I don't like, so do you not feel dry. it? Because I feel it when my- Ben like, was like that in high school. Oh, come on. <laughs> no, Ben was so cool. He was, he peaked in high school. That's true. You just never saw it. It was clear. <laughs> when he when he was at home, he was always like munching on milk and cookies. And he would, yep. I would be hanging out with his brother. But he'd come downstairs and be like, "What are you guys doing?" Anyway, but, I got some swamp ass. Gotta go. <laughs> I didn't wipe good enough. It smells. He's like, "Don't come upstairs. I totally have two chicks in here." <laughs> it, I, I love that Andrew Dismukes is so comfortable being the butt of so many jokes, yes. though. Uh, and Literally, he, do, and he, he does <laughs> so well of, of that. And, yeah. Uh, 
I did think that Pete Davidson was trying to do his best Andy, and was, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Yes, and, but he did it so well. It was like, honestly, it, it was, I think that this is one of the better comedic performances he's ever given on SNL. He was clearly having a lot of fun with it, definitely channeling Adam, channeling Adam Sandler. I, I really loved the sketch. I thought it was so funny and just the way they did and it. And he didn't he didn't purposely sabotage the sketch, which is yeah. great. You know, um, you can tell when he's bored or doesn't care about a sketch, and he was legitimately having fun with this one. Yep. Did he co-write it? Nope. Nope. Sarah Sherman did, but he did not. Gotcha. I don't. I don't think. I mean, I, you know, we've been doing this show for so long now. I mean, obviously, ten episodes in. Uh, he's never written a sketch. Like, I don't think he's a writer. So I think he's just a performer. So well, except except I think uh, when, probably when he does like certain raps. Yeah, and stuff like that. yeah. He's definitely I think done he's some part of a, yeah, yeah. It's usually part of a team of yeah. that. But yeah, he is part of that. Yep. Um, next was the Eric Adams press conference, written by Chris Red and Will Steven. Um, do you think enough people know? Eric Adams enough to get this. Sketch. I can answer that. I don't know who that is. I didn't know he was the, He's new the mayor. mayor of, I didn't yeah, know okay. that. That's what, up, that's what I was wondering. Looked yeah. it up afterwards, but obviously I can put two and two together that this is not a this is not a made up person. This is really what's happening, and it was Chris Red was awesome. Yeah, I think this is kind of similar to like the NBA on TNT thing. Even if you're not familiar with like the sports world or what's happening, anything like that. It's a premise that works. You get, you get, oh, okay. He's an overly arrogant, loud mayor. He's always like building up his his resume and his ego, and the way he deals with people is really typically New York. And like, it's a character whether you know he's a real person or not. And uh, yeah, like you said, Chris Red was awesome in this role. And Ariana DeBose, I, I will disagree with what you said before. I actually thought she was also really funny in this role. I just, I just didn't get it. I I didn't know like so. I loved Chris Red. I didn't get what Ariana DeBose was going for. Like, I didn't know. But here's the thing is, I don't know if... She's like his hype man. Yeah, but I don't know if there's somebody in his administration that's like that. Who so cares? I, uh, I also I, like I, I um, like that two, I like that two-person era play, though, because yeah. if you leave the main character uh, uh, unprotected, he's got to keep that energy going the entire time. She comes in and gets to slash it down a little bit. Like, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he, <clears throat> excuse me, he gets to start over. Yeah. And it gets to ramp the I energy back up. I did see, though, so that this that was a play on something that Eric Adams did did earlier in the week mm-hmm. where he talked about New York City being a city of swagger which again I didn't see that bit of news but yeah. after the sketch aired I was like I wonder if this is you know something culturally bound that they're trying to kind of parody the biggest you know? thing I had heard was the stuff that, the quotes that he said about people's like jobs and stuff like that when yep. he got around to I that. did hear that I looked that up and when you google his name yeah it was he was talking about like well you're just you're making me say things that I don't even I'm not even saying like okay yep. you said some you, you misspoke a few times <laughs> I made me misquote myself. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty good. But yeah, that and like the nicknames for the reporters was yep. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if he does that or not, but I hope he does. Oh, man. Yeah. I really hope From he does that in real life. Yeah. Congratulations on escaping the castle. Like, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. The next was the weekend update. Um, you know, I didn't think it was anything special. Uh, I didn't think any of the jokes were the best. It was consistent. It's what we've been saying all season about weekend update. Uh, that's not what I've been saying all season. About yeah, you know, it's what Ben and I have been saying all week. Uh, you know, you d- you really hate Colin Jost and you hate his face. <laughs> not um, even remotely true. He did take Scarlett Johansson away from me, but I mean, what I are you going to do? There, you got to get over that at some point. This you know? episode had one of the weaker. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was great. Weekend updates that I've it, seen. There was a couple of laughs you know, I gave. You know me. Okay, I think every week it is the best part of the show. Yeah, I feel like you're the optimist, Brad's a pessimist, and I am always right. <laughs> and I disagree because I actually really liked this version. No, you of, didn't. Of no, Up. you didn't. I serious. I seriously did. Is it because you like don't like the funny jokes things? Aren't as good. What? Yeah. Is it? Let me tell you one of the things that I yeah. loved right right off the off the bat. Not having funny jokes. 
uh, right at the beginning, Colin Jost has such a great flow of jokes about multiple things that they weave into each other in such a, in such a well written fashion that I was genuinely impressed by it when he was done going through it because he goes from uh, starting off talking about Biden and approval ratings and the policies, mixing it into a COVID joke, and then uh, and then like it just there's 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 so, moving pieces to it. So and it was it like the stand up really well. element almost. Like you like that he he like you like that they thought through their kind of uh, yeah, construction. He, yeah, he of covered that. covered multiple things with like a single run of like of, of like a talking point. Sure, and, and it, sure. Yeah, it didn't feel like stand up to me. It just felt like a very well constructed piece of comedy that worked. That worked but they so had well. to have done that purposely, right? They had to yeah, weave that purposely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I will say that yes, flowing together is great, but the jokes themselves, you know, in in episodes past have been better. Not to say that the. You know the jokes he had about One-Eyed Willie or whatever the hell that guy's yeah, name. Yeah, the eye patch jokes. That was, that was, that those was are, great. Those are fun. Yeah. Those Hopefully are fun. he can patch things up. Did you guys laugh? Yes, I did. You guys are awful people. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> and then on top of that, I also and this this was I I if if it's not if it wasn't an improvised bit, it was very well done to make it seem like it was improvised. Is having Che do the joke. Uh, the le- the lesbian headline joke, and then okay. Jost going into re- a taco joke, and be like, "Well, yep. this isn't a good it, segue." It, I, yeah, it, yeah it, it was great. I really, I I think that's planned out, right? It I don't know. It's, I mean, he, it was, it, it felt organic. Yeah, it felt, it felt super organic, yeah. and so e- either way, well done. I really laughed at that. Yeah, that yeah. was really good. It was, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I again, I didn't think it was the best weekend update. I, I do appreciate what you're saying though, Brad. I do think you're right. They did weave that pretty well. I mean, they were on. There was nothing wrong yeah. with their performance at all. I thought it was and the, good. Uh, the Maya Angelou joke I thought was great too about the quarter. It's like, yep, this, yep. this is not what black people meant when they demanded change. These are good jokes. They're, they're not, great jokes. They're, not, no, they're good they're jokes. Not, they're good jokes. They're good jokes. No. They're good jokes. You guys but don't get it. I but, but here's the thing: is you might get slash films. We get movies and humor. So slash film is movies is and it? sometimes humor. <laughs> So, did you guys though like the Elmo and Rocket Rocco stuff? Yes. One of the things I, I thought was brilliant. I yeah. can't really get around. Like, I see Chloe Feynman, and I just think she's a Scientologist. Is she really? Yeah. She's no, not. she's not. No. She is. She is. No. Absolutely. How can someone that funny be a Scientologist? So, no. Scientologists don't have humor. I have a real tough time watching her because that's it, all I ever think about when I see her. Like, did you see this in a real thing, or did you like read it on Reddit? Uh, both. Uh, I know, but like, which one though? Is Chloe Feynman really? A Scientologist. Let us it, know in the it, comments. Every time I say something, you both jump on your phones to like make sure it's right. You know, I feel I'm, really attacked by that. You have the personality of someone who reads something in a flyby and doesn't necessarily think of the consequences. You, so you kind of remind me of a dumb person. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you no. have wait a oh, no, no. Stop, stop. <laughs> you you're not a dumb person. Personality you're, of someone you're who very, is really <laughs> stupid. You're very much though, kind of like my great uncle that would pass like email things on to me that are clearly not true. Stupid! Like you have, you have all of the greatest intention. No, no, no. There is no way she's not a Scientologist. You believe something that's not true. I'm looking at her Wikipedia page. There's no Scientology like statement here. She's a Scientologist. Did you Google Chloe Feynman Scientology? I, I will, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the Wikipedia page doesn't lie. Oh, you mean the one that she's allowed to edit all the time? <laughs> so why would she lie about being a Scientologist? Well, I mean, there's a stigma around Scientology, so I know. Like, why but, would she lie? I don't know. But but. 
but leave it, you guys live in the comments if you think Chloe Pineman is a Scientologist. I, I think you're gonna get sued for this, all right? Because I don't think she's a Scientologist. Let me see. I'm not gonna get sued for anything. No, no, uh, Ben is. I think she's gonna sue him. Oh, Benny boy. Ben Conowitz, uh, sue him. But uh, cutting all this out. <laughs> you're not editing it. <laughs> you're right. Okay, she is a. Okay, th- there's a there's a guy. It sounds like he's Tony way. Ortega online. Who's Tony Ortega? I don't know. He makes says, a damn good Mexican salsa. Says that she's a Scientologist. Okay, that's it. Yes, that's, that's the only it. thing that says. Apparently, and it just kind of goes and goes and goes. What's the website there. called? TonyOrtega.org. Is that true? I'm not lying to you, Ben. No, I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Where did you get this, Ben? I don't, he says he got it from Reddit, which again, everything on Reddit is true, right? But See, because here's the thing: I was joking about you and your flyby careless <laughs> attitude about facts, but you this- kind of weren't, though. And that's the thing: I, you weren't. You said that, and you like, I'll play this off as a it's joke. It's only okay. because I know Even how much on- how much you scroll through things on the. I internet. will say this. I will say this. I went to Reddit on on the Reddit. Uh, shout out to Live from New York hashtag. Uh, or, or, hashtag. Our, our, <laughs> shout out to r slash Live from New York. Uh, it is on there that she's a Scientologist, but it links to the TonyOrtega.org stuff. So here's here's something that somebody, I think I found where you found it, and it, it is on uh, on Reddit, and it says, not sure if this is allowed, but apparently Chloe Feynman is in Scientology. It says, her parents are David Feynman, a biotech CEO, and Ellen Gunn, an artist. Both are listed in Scientology's own publications as clears. Yeah, but that doesn't say anything about Chloe Feynman. It doesn't, but maybe it's just something. I don't that's know. I, I'm just. I, I will. I will put it as maybe. Okay. I will, I'll take your maybe. I'll put it as maybe. I don't think it's. Oh true. no, they didn't. Which is a popular and fairly reliable. No, it's not. Don't say reliable. It, it is a it gossip. To, it's a gossip blog. But, but when it comes to getting journal. gossip, they usually get the right kind of gossip. Ah, However, I will say I their source is a tweet from Tony Ortega. <laughs> <laughs> is it really? Yeah, it is. Who is Tony Ortega now? I want to go down that uh, rabbit hole. Well, I I just want you to maybe not believe everything that Tony Ortega says. That's all I want. Listen, That's all I'm praying for. Tony Ortega and I went to high school together. <laughs> He's a good guy, and I believe him. Okay. So this, so you're so saying, this so this post says according to a new article, Chloe is a clear as well. Okay. So so here's the thing. I, I, I think Scientology is crazy, right? But what did you think of her Elmo? <laughs> Two days after a source asked her and her father about their Scientology involvement, Chloe deleted her Twitter account. Ooh, the plot thickens. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty damning evidence right there. Is she on Twitter now? If she deleted her account, it doesn't sound like All it. All right, I'm going to... Listen, this week I'm gonna call Clifton. And if I'm this yeah. week, I am gonna do a lot of research on TonyOrtega.org. And next week on the show, we're gonna, just, before we get to the, the to all the episode stuff, we're gonna talk about Chloe Feynman and Scientology. Let me just point this out: that if I'm right for this, are you kicking my cord? What are you doing? If I'm right for two times in an episode, and you guys had to stop and apologize, oh, this I mean, is gonna make I'll, me feel real good I'll about myself. Definitely not apologize. Yeah, she's not on Twitter anymore. <laughs> But she is still on Instagram. Is it Chloe, well, Chloe's Scientologist? Listen, Scient- no, 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 listen. Scientologists aren't allowed on Instagram. <laughs> you, now you made that up. Well, if we're making things up, why, why don't I get to? I liked 
I liked the Elmo impersonation. It's a good impersonation. I like that it's very relevant. I did see the Rocco thing. My, the you didn't see the Rocco thing? I did see the oh, Rocco okay. thing. My favorite thing about this Weekend Update character is when they cut to the damn post note, post-it note cards that said Rocco Rocco, like host and musical guest. I lo- I laughed yeah. hard at that. That was really funny. Uh, so here's the, I, I, I love the, I think this is very funny, and I love Chloe Feynman's Elmo and everything. Even though she's a Scientologist. Here's something that I couldn't get past in a certain way that kind of bugged me. Is, her face being yes. around the <laughs> her face, her face coming stop. out of Elmo's it's mouth. Weird. It is so weird. the fact that she's making Elmo's facial expressions oh, and doing stop. voice, and yet his nose and eyes are on her head as weird. Elmo. Yeah. It's, it's a little weird. It's weird. It's super weird. You guys are just the worst. make her Elmo. <laughs> so they did it with Baby Yoda. Why can't you do it with? Elmo. Yeah, exactly. You know, like go a little above and beyond. Like, and like her- maybe put some red makeup on her or something. Yeah, yeah like, because yeah. it's not because it's, it's, it's just not, weird. It's not like you're staying true to the integrity of Muppets by having it look more like Elmo because you have her face in the middle of Elmo's mouth. So like, if you're gonna do it, just go go all out and do it that way. Here's the funny thing: if you if you actually do watch what they're parodying, the Elmo and Rocco stuff, it's not that. Like different no, than no. the actual Sesame Street stuff, yeah. which again I thought was funny. Um, I, I thought here's the thing is this is where I'll leave it at. I think she does a great Elmo. I think her Elmo is very good. Uh, <laughs> I think she does guys, a really good Elmo. You know what? She's a great Elmo. Bottom uh, line, here's where we're gonna leave it. Okay. I thought it was. I thought it was Elmo. funny. I I I liked it, even though Chloe Feynman may or may not be a Scientologist. I'll say it. Wow. I say it. All right. All right. You said it. All right. Next after weekend update is the new governess, um, written by Dan Bulla, Jake Nordwind, and Ben Silva. Uh, again, Nate, what'd you think about this one? Loved it. Uh, I, I, well, here's I'm a theater nerd, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm a theater nerd. I love that part of it. I love some of the liners because you know if you've ever re- listened to the song, uh, you know, Do Re Mi, that kind of stuff. It is ridiculous, yeah. right? It, it is a ridiculous song. And so I love that they made fun of the song. I love that they they put. Uh, I, I, I was listening to. It, I'm like Queen Latifah, and I'm going through it, and I'm like Latifah. I'm like that oh was my word. That was the most brilliant part. Is when they when they kept, like, kept saying it was like mind like blown. Right? Of Latifah. Yeah. And then of course they like uh, Kate McKinnon's character call calls it out. Like you said Latifah three times, and then they push back of the original song. Like, the the sound that follows so like <laughs> yeah. that's so dumb and lame. No, wow, like this wow that is so lame. <laughs> oh, lazy, 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 lazy writing. Yeah, I so just, that's great. I thought it was an it was enough for me to really enjoy it. It was creative enough. Whoever wrote it, I thought you know again. I just thought it was good. I, the, I, I liked again, it. The capper for me a lot of times is. Andrew Desmukes being a weird kid, he's like peeing in the sink. Yeah, yep. me peeing in the sink. Like, oh man, that made me so. That made me laugh so hard. Yep. Uh, Bo and Yang's, uh, you know, his uh, innocence in some of those things yeah. are just so funny. And uh, this was another. This happens has happened a few times with Sarah Sherman too, because she has such a unique look as yeah. herself. You know, uh, she she looks. Did you hear she's a Scientologist? <laughs> <laughs> she she looks uh, like she has her own like alternative style. She does. And yep. so when I see her in a role like this, and she has like a normal haircut and stuff like that, it makes her look like a completely different person yeah, it's, it's so odd agreed yeah uh, no, sketch overall pr- pretty damn well done I, I i laughed a lot yeah i and, thought it was and, well written i thought uh, again i thought kate mckinnon did great as well her, yeah her impression was great uh it was just and really just, well executed yeah the, the writing i think this one was so sharp too it's just all the contemporary references they fit in there to go with the do re mi style of the song and just yep. it was just great all around and again the cast killed it right i th- yeah there, there's how many people were actually in the sketch yep. and they all hit it they <laughs> hit their marks I'm, you know I, I don't know if you'll see this but we, we don't understand this <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's good yeah, directing a sketch like that when you have so many people in it, it's and not it's, just and a, it's your first time. It's not a 
like two it. people sketch or anything yeah. like that. It, it has to be hard, and they they nailed it. I mm-hmm. thought it was really good. Um, all right, next one was Sappho, written by Allison Gates, Kate McKinnon, and Kate McKinnon and Celeste Yim. Um, Island of Lesbos, Bradford. What do you think? I thought this was pretty good. Uh, I wasn't like over the moon for it, but um, I think this one. What I appreciated about it was uh, the subtlety of it when it comes to um, Kate McKinnon and Ari- Ariana DeBose playing their characters because they didn't like go over the top with her. Like, they're they're very just playing casual lesbian professors and who both identify as queer too. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of fun to see that exactly. You know? you know, and so just the the way that they and they kind of just perfectly. Uh, picture like what like lesbian relationships are like yeah. and that kind of thing in that and so like it clearly came from a place of like having knowledge of that yep. that you know that ecosystem and just that that environment and everything and that I think that helped make it and, and then helping to elevate it by not being as subtle was Mikey Day as the the lecturer which was so <laughs> great his reaction when it like was like oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like having just such such an enthusiastic reaction and everything uh, it was it was fun I. I uh, again, I don't think it was amazing or anything, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, ending with the Indigo Girl song, I thought was yeah. a, a that clever was a, kind a of fun end. choice. Yeah, yeah. Ben, anything else to add? To well, that? No, that was I didn't. I knew after the third line that it was. I don't know that it was an Indigo Girl song. I don't know yep. what that is, but like I know that. Oh man, that's a famous song. And yeah. Okay, yeah, that that really wrapped it up nicely. So they knew how to end a sketch. Yeah, I again, it was one of those rare times where they actually knew how to end the sketch. Other than the cold open, the timing of sketches was pretty good this time. I mean, yeah. I didn't, nothing felt like it drug on. That cold open, though. Oh, boy. Took, took, the, took the heat oh, for it and all. The, the Ellen DeGeneres reference was a fun one, too, yep. in, this, in this one. Yep. Final sketch of the night before we get to our comfort time. Kitchen Staff, written by Andrew Dismukes, Billy Domino, James Austin Johnson, Lur. <laughs> uh... Not gonna lie, didn't really like this sketch. Nah, I, I appreciated where it was coming from of the uh, for the weirdness of it all, and like I understand conceptually where it comes from. Andrew Dismukes is from Texas. He lives near Texarkana, uh, w- near the border of you know Texas, Louisiana, Arkansas. This is clearly where it comes from with all the the dialect and the the Cajunness of everyone talking. But that's, not, that's not Cajun. Like I, that's what I don't understand. Texarkana is not Cajun. Well, no, but Louisiana is near, and so there's a lot of people that are like that around that area. Okay. And so it's uh, this clearly came from He's, like he made that up by the way he, he, <laughs> he scrolled Reddit I mean, one time and I, saw I mean, it. Uh, you know Louisiana's in America and it's not that far from you know all these other states. So, <laughs> but no, it, this clearly came from like something like Andrew's music experience. You know whether he was working at a restaurant or he's just seen people like this, whatever. Um, and so like I I liked it for the the weirdness of it all, but it just didn't like land for me as something being particularly funny. You know, like the nonsense didn't work anymore beyond being. Uh, taking the farmer Fran joke from the Water Boy and yep. making it way too long. Yeah, it seems sitcommy to me. Like you, yeah. you're, you're like, okay, so this is just situational humor. It w- there wasn't any like setup for it, yeah. right? And so I, I agree. I thought the accents for me were kind of weird because I'm I'm not sure that Texarkana is Cajun. I thought I thought again there was some accents that hit the mark, and there were some that were just clearly deep Louisiana New Orleans mm-hmm. kind of accents and I'm like I don't, I don't understand how this is working together um, which I took think me out sketches but. like this uh, are guilty of not ad- not advancing or getting wilder right it started off at a 10 and it stayed at a 10 pretty much the whole time and there wasn't really any growth or any you know finality to it so yeah. that that was the problem for me and there's these sketches that SNL has sometimes that if you if you have a funny word or a funny thing or a weird thing, and if you just keep doing it, hopefully it'll get funny, right? 
And that's, I think, what the lure was, right? It was like, well, maybe if you just keep on saying it. Listen, this isn't Ahmed and Molly Cash. Funny. Though, okay? or, right? that's or, funny. Or the bidet. And it just didn't yes. work. It, it, it was not that, right? Yeah. And so it was like. like maybe, yeah, they're panning for gold there in the same river. Yeah. And they're just they're coming up a little dry on this one. And that's yep. okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it was awful. I, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I, I just uh, I, I think it was awful. No, no, he said, I didn't think it was awful. I didn't awful. think oh. it was awful. <laughs> I didn't think it was awful. That would have like, been awesome. I, I'm just saying. it was terrible. The performances weren't bad. I honestly don't think the performance is bad. I just. Like I said, it was almost some more sitcomy trying to build characters than it was an actual sketch yeah. of funny comedy. So. Uh, did, Fair enough. Uh, not to make too broad of, a, of, a, of an insulting criticism of it, but it felt like a mad TV sketch. Wow. Ooh. We're getting some angry comments on that Ooh. one. From Miss Swan. <laughs> no he, one do the voice. He looked like a man. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how I do. <laughs> Want to hear my impression? He looked like a man. Yeah. Yeah, I did it. All right, our final sketch of the night is a cut for time sketch. If you go to the YouTube page for SNL, you'll find it. It is a pre-tape called All On Me. It is written by Chris Red and Streeter Seidel. I hope you go to, S- uh, to, the, to the SNL YouTube page and watch this. It is so worth a watch. Mm-hmm. It is so good. Which sketch should this have replaced? Uh, the, Many of them, the, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm no, just no. saying it is no, that I, funny. I would say it could. I would say it could easily replace kitchen staff. You could have cut out some of the cold open to to make room for it. Because um, this wasn't uh, lengthy. This was like three. Or yeah, three and a half it minutes. was better than the Eric Adams press conference. It oh was come better. on! It was. It was. I know my truth. Your truth is wrong. It was good. It was good. No, I no, loved it, is, it. it is. It is good. It's 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 funny. Actually, Freddie Gibbs was brilliant in it. Like his rap. Yeah. His rap was really good. Okay, the first half of this was amazing, and then my internet connection went out, and I did not. I didn't <laughs> was able to watch. Literally not able to see the the payoff. So the one thing that tell I, me what happened. The how far did you get? What's the last thing that happened? Uh, I I ju- I saw obviously him stacking the money in the club. Uh, that was pretty much like the first minute, and then it wow, went out. you really so yeah. So the premise is he's a rapper. And he's like, he's like, they just got a record deal, and so he's paying for everything. And then okay. he gets the bill, and it's like forty four thousand dollars. And he's like, oh no! And the whole thing is him realizing that he can't afford this stuff and figuring out how to deal with it. And then all of his crew members keep saying all the stuff that they got. Like Keenan Thompson's a rapper who's like, you got a Benz for my girl, and a house for my girl, and a Benz for my house, and a Benz for my kid. <laughs> and Chris Redd just increasingly like, oh, because no. <laughs> right. it starts off well, really. Guys, this sounds great. It starts off right really confident, all on me, you know, because I got this record deal, you know. I'll yeah. pay for it these kind of things then he realizes what that actually uh, means and we can uh, it's just so funny and the be- <laughs> for me one of my favorite things that i love so much about this was actually that there was a like resolution at the end where he figured out a way so that he didn't have to pay for everything <laughs> yep. and, and in a really clever way yeah. too it was like so. uh so the the resolution ben since you didn't see it was, i will watch it. it it was all about like dancing put your hands yeah, in the like, air yeah put your hands in the air and then he's like hey, everyone get your credit card out <laughs> <laughs> and right. give it to me right. it was a well-written song too i honestly it was a it was a really it was a uh, jam it was this good. Remind, you can cut this part out if you want because this is just a, a, a tangential story i usually cut most of the things you say out that's fair uh, I just read an article about a rapper that just died. He got shot. It was a drive-by, and, it, and he's not a very popular guy. I've never heard of his song. This songs. doesn't it, seem funny. It's it's not, but it, <laughs> this uh, cut for time makes me think of it because in the article it was like you know young big boy with his song Miami Baller dead at 28 from a drive-by shooting. He was driving his Toyota Corolla, oh, and I was no. like, "No, lie, lie for the young man." He was driving his brand new seven series BMW, not his mom's '98 Corolla. When he had a song called "Miami Ballin'," I don't Come know if on. you guys know this about Chris Red, but before he got into comedy, 
he he was trying to be a rapper first. Um, I, I that explains just, why he's so good and pop star never stopped stopping. Yeah, yeah. So 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 underrated. His first love was rapping, and and honestly, it makes sense now. And I just learned this. I think he was on the Conan pod, podcast, maybe. Um, but uh, I, I just learned this, and and I really it, it helped kind of put him into a different light. That that was his first love because he is a very gifted, you know. In a lot of these pre tapes he does with music and stuff yeah. like that, he's very gifted at it. So well, when when he was cast in Pop Star Never Stop Never Stopping, mm-hmm. uh, and we saw him, I mean, he was perfect in that movie. He's incredibly talented. Uh, and then I was like, wow, why have I never seen this guy before? Yeah. And then when he popped up on SNL, I go, there we go. Yeah, that, that's where as soon this as he guy was belongs. as cast on SNL, I was like, all right, yep, perfect. Exactly. Yeah, we is... were so happy for him and happy for us because we knew we were going to get some good shit. Yeah. Uh, MVP is that where we're at? Well, I'm, I want to also one more thing there. Ariana DeBose did great in that as well. Yeah, let's talk about her. Cause I do want to say she was spectacular as a host. She yep, was, I agree. She was versatile. Uh, she was eclectic. She showed so much range. Like she did a variety of characters. Even though like a lot of her characters were kind of uh, straight characters, she played them in a very unique way, and I think that comes from her Broadway upbringing for sure. She she's like an actress. Yep, and she's so. Dang charismatic too. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to fall in love with her when she's performing because she's yeah. just so captivating. She's really good. Uh, uh, echoes of Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Simu Liu. Yeah, I think I think so. But I, I think is that how you say his name? That's what I'm saying. I always fuck that up. On a on another level too. Like I just th- I, I don't know. There's something about like her as a performer that she just she exudes confidence yep. and like Agreed. she just she immediately fits into any scene that she's I in. I go back to that monologue. With Kate McKinnon was great, yeah, because yep. it set the stage for her to loosen up yep. and really find her voice in the show. And honestly, I agree with both of you. She just the spark was there for her, having a good time, yeah. not being super nervous uh, throughout, and clearly down for anything. You know, they're yeah. the writer room pitching herself. She's like, "Yeah, what do you want me to do? I will do and, anything." And kudos to the casting department for SNL for getting her because again, there, there's she's not the biggest name, right? You know, not at all. Um, I mean, I I guarantee you, most people didn't even know who she was. And and she I did not. She did great. Um. So and and they've done that a couple times, like you said. Yeah. Not that um uh, uh Shang Chi isn't a big blockbuster movie, but a lot of people don't know Simu Liu. Yeah, um, or Jonathan so, Majors. Jonathan or Jonathan Majors. Majors. Yeah. Uh, and they've been getting these, and and they've been doing great, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um. So and. Also, I think a lot of times when they're not huge, there's sometimes I think a lot like I still want to prove myself here, right? Yeah, sure. And so they come on to SNL ready to hit it, you know. Yeah. And and she did great, so I really loved having her. Uh, MVP, MVP, Chris, uh, Chris Red, Chris uh, Red was mine. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I Chris Red. fucking nailed it. He had, he had two of the best sketches of the night. Uh, the, the I think he's our first time we've ever given Chris Red the MVP. By the way, and this is unanimous. I mean, oh, I mean, I've given it to him before, but like that. I don't that, think that so. Pretty, no, no, you know, no, 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 not on this podcast. But wait, does that mean you change it from your review to the podcast? <laughs> what? Does that mean you change it from your review to our podcast? No, no. What I mean is, I've been reviewing <laughs> SNL. Episodes. I've been reviewing oh. SNL longer than this podcast. No, 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 no I'm not letting you have it. I don't believe so. Like, well, I wrote, I wrote down Chris Red, but I'm saying to the microphone, <laughs> Chloe Feynman. No, no, no. I've, I, in my reviews of SNL before, I have named him MVP, yep. but it's, it's not often. But this it's, season, though, it's first when he, time we've yeah, it's, it and it's when he gets stuff like this that he like really shines too. And so I, I, I wish there were more opportunities to do that. You know, and 
it's a competitive environment at SNL. I'm sure it's hard to get stuff on, you know, especially stuff that really feels like it's your niche and the stuff that it you're was, really good at. But. It was like they were pitching right to him, though. Like yeah. the, it, it, this was awesome. Because he was in he was in a ton this week, he was, right? He, he was knocked it all off. He was in NBA on MBT, uh, and TNT. He was in the Urkel reboot. Yeah. Uh, he was in the Eric Adams press conference. He was in New not, Governess. So not only was he, he was there, in, though, he, he was he, the lead. He was in, in, he's in Sappho. Uh, was he in Sappho? Yeah, he's in the crowd with Chloe Fine. Oh, that's right. And he was in, obviously, he led all on me the the yeah. for time and so it's so like he not only was he great was busy this week yeah not only was he great in the best sketches but like even in his the the appearances that he were, they were small he was also funny like nba on tnt he only had a couple lines in the sappho yep. sketch but i i remembered him because it's uh he asked a question and it's like yes we are married he's like <laughs> that's not what i asked <laughs> <laughs> yep. and he's got he's got a little uh, hint of that winking to the camera of like uh, man his his yep. facial yeah uh, a little uh, bit like keenan a little bit where he's yeah 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 where he can make that make it oh, what was your favorite sketch what was your favorite sketch of this episode urkel was my favorite sketch absolutely it was just a, a pitch perfect parody. Chris Red was great in it. I, I I grew up on Family Matters, and so I loved the little touches and nods yep. to that the show that were in it. I think that the sound of music thing was my favorite. I really just loved watching them go line by line, and just the creativity of what they were going to say that was topical. And I I was not on the edge of my seat, but I was really looking forward to like, oh, what's the next thing going to yep. be? And I, re- I remember kind of losing myself in it, being like, this is really funny. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes, you know, the sketches can really have like a like a, like a a curve where the middle gets the funniest and then yep. they don't know how to hand it. But yep. they did kept, nope. they kept on going exactly. in that sketch. It was, really it was front to back funny. Uh, mine was a pre-tape. I really loved All On Me. I just thought it was really clever. I thought it was also a really good- The cut for time? Parody. Yes, I did. I, I just, well, he- here's why. You know, I think, again, Chris Red understands the hip-hop culture very well, that, again, so much of his bolster, kind of, like, bolstered by this egotism and things like this. And so um, I, I just love the insecure well, yeah. hip-hop guy. Remember like, the, the, the pre-tape where he was ghost and he was in the car and he yep. couldn't drive clutch? Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's, that, that's again, that's them pitching to <laughs> yeah. him, I just, and this is a representation of that same character yeah. almost. He's perfect at this role. With I would say the runner-up was Erico for me. I thought it was very good, too. So, uh, again, those two sketches... With the new governess, were what are they, some really good sketches in here? Some okay sketches, but some really, really good sketches. And one of the best editions of Weekend Update too. It was okay. We're moving on from that, <laughs> guys. Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Will Forte? Yeah, I'm so excited Will about it. Mother effing so, Forte. Yes. So what do you, you again? We've all been watching SNL since Will Forte's been on the show. Sure. What are you hoping to see next week? Well, uh, MacGruber, of course. Well, I there mean, will yep. be a MacGruber, yeah. of course. I mean, obviously, MacGruber's going right the sh- now, the right? Show, the, 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 the show started, right? Yeah. Well, I think they, it's a, I think it's bingeable, so it's all okay. out there. Yeah. But yeah, I came back in, in Which December. Which I haven't watched yet. I'm in the middle of it, actually. It's, is, it, it's, is it good? It's good. Yeah, it's good. So, uh, I mean, he. for those of you that don't know, maybe <laughs> Will Forte was uh, uh, classically never able to be broken. He never broke. He, he was the, the stalwart. He would never laugh. He was the anti-Jimmy Fallon. But everybody else would break, and he would be the last man standing. So I, I am like hope upon hope that they do a little inside baseball, and they bring something up about that. And I, They won't, yeah. but I really hope to see something like that. Of his, cal- of his characters, the Falconer. I would love mm-hmm. to see the Falconer. Of course, McGruber. Um, and if some for some reason Jason Sudeikis could come back and they could do Greg Stink and the the ESPN, uh, that I would that love would be, it. Yeah. I was hoping for that during Jason Sudeikis episode, yeah. but now that it's Will Forte's episode, okay, maybe. 
I don't think it'll be possible because I'm pretty sure Sudeikis just left for London. Yeah. I think Ted they're, I think they're doing the new Ted Lasso season. That, I, it's I just do, a missed opportunity you, then because, my God, those are some of my favorites of all time. Will Ferrell, or Will, Will Ferrell, Will Forte is often underappreciated for when he was there. But I listen to a lot of the podcasts with the SNL cast members, especially those that have been on the show before. Almost to a T, all of them say he was their favorite sketch writer and his stuff got on the show the least amount. Like he was the one that all of them thought was the funniest. That's one of the things I think I love about Will Forte too is he's he has consistently done some of the weirdest stuff on yeah, SNL. Yeah, Absolutely. And, and oftentimes yeah. wouldn't make it to the show, yeah. but they all thought it was the Do funniest. Do yourself a stuff. favor if you if you're not a fan or or you stopped or you stopped listening or you stopped watching uh, before he came on the show or you you haven't seen him or whatever, just do me a favor and Google SNL potato chip Will Forte <laughs> yeah and you'll watch that sketch and you'll be like either I love this or I hate this and that's Will Forte though it yeah. was the perfect 10 to 1 which of course that's our podcast namesake the, the potato chip sketch is the perfect 10 to 1 I have a small uh, humble bread story that I'll, I'll tell does it involve Mike Ryan shocking doesn't involve Mike Ryan oh, but, it, but it involves Will Forte okay, okay. Um, so what I in 2009 I graduated college I moved out to Los is Angeles is that your brag <laughs> I moved out to Los Angeles, guys. Uh, that's Great, it. Hey, graduated college. No, I, I moved out to Los Angeles. I had an internship there to finish my college degree. The plan was to stay out there. It was the worst time to get a job anywhere, let alone the entertainment industry. Yeah, right after the, the economic <laughs> downturn, yeah. yeah. So I, I was an intern at uh, this company called Mosaic Media. Uh, it's run by this guy named Jimmy Miller. He's a guy who uh, came up with like Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen and all that stuff. He um, they produced Step Brothers and Anchorman and things like that. It was a great place to work as somebody who like loved comedy, you know? Um, and one t- day I was tasked uh, as, you know, an intern with taking cupcakes to Will Forte's house because it was his birthday. The, they were sending him cupcakes. He wasn't there. So I went and dropped them off and like left them on, on his porch. And then but then later, like a few weeks later, he came into the office and I, and I saw him and he see like he said hi. And I was like, oh, hi. I was like, I was like, I was just at your house uh, dropping off uh, cupcakes for you. And I was like, oh, he's like, thanks. He's like, actually, I saw you because I was watching you the whole time. <laughs> and then he went, nah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, super nice guy. What was this house like? Uh, I mean, it wasn't huge or anything like that. It was. It was, was it modest? Uh, I would say fairly modest. Um, I'm, I'm sure. It was, was it a poor man's house? I'm sure it was super expensive because it was pretty much right on the beach, mm-hmm. um, and so not too far from from Santa Monica Pier. So he went with the smaller house, better location. Probably. I would say it's so. still thing. probably a two million dollar house though, Brad. Oh, probably more than that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, um, but yeah, and that was you know twelve years ago now. So, <laughs> so I'm sure he's living. So you're, in. Essentially, your friends. Are you going to the taping since you're friends with Will Fork? Is he yeah, inviting you out? He got me two tickets. So who are you bringing? My mom. Which one? Uh, <laughs> not your girlfriend. Not your girlfriend. She's in Utah. Oh, that's what about me? You're not his mom. I know, but like, you know, he's right. I'm gonna take Nate. What the hell? How great would that be, guys? We did it. We did. Hey, guys. I missed you guys. I really did. Thank you so much. And we missed fun. all of our listeners. Hey, uh, uh, Ben, where can people find you at? Oh, just focus on Brad today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Braddy, where can people find you at? Uh, well, I graduated from college in <laughs> 2009. Uh, no, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Anderton. You can also find me writing about movies and TV at SlashFilm.com. Also appearing on the SlashFilm Daily Podcast a couple times a week talking about movies and TV. And I got a radio show with Ben called Ben, Brad, and Beyond. Uh, it's on uh, WIMS 95.1 on Facebook. We stream our shows live on video, too, so you can check it out. Even if you don't join it live on the air, you can check it out there. 
And uh, we also have a podcast called Go Fix Yourself that has been intermittently running like an old Volkswagen. And we're going to try and get it back up running smoothly uh, like a new Jetta. And uh, hopefully we'll have no more Volkswagen references after this. <laughs> we make better jokes than that at the show. I don't know what I'm, that I'm, was. But I can't wait to listen to that. It's not so much a joke as it is just a metaphor for people out there to understand. Well, this has been another episode of Ten to One. My goal at the end of every show is to exasperate Ben so he doesn't have any energy to do anything else. Yeah, Nate, tell the people where they can find you. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm at, I'm at Nate Laugs on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all these kind of things. Hey, can you also do us a favor? Can you like us on uh, – subscribe to our podcast. Give us a rating if you can. Like us on Facebook. You can just search Ten to One Podcast on Facebook. Tell your friends. Uh, tell your friends. Again, the more people listening, the better. We'd love to just continue to – to, to do this show and, and uh, it's always fun to get comments online and stuff like that we are now on Twitter as well um, yeah, yeah uh, if you want to find me on Twitter you can and you can just see how I did on Wordle that morning because <laughs> that's all I post I've been doing pretty good on Wordle <laughs> alright well we'll be back next week with the Will Forte episode oh I can't wait be good to yourself be good to others have a great time <laughs>